This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Gama's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses power boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 10 of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. We really appreciate you taking time to join us. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, and partner in crime, Nathan. He's the Powder Coating Research Group's formulator dude. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. We're broadcasting from the PCR Group Studios in Columbus, Ohio. And so you know, the purpose of this Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. Let's get it rolling. Before we do, shout out. I would like to give a shout out to a couple old buds of mine, Dave Kakuzi and George Pilcher. They both have been in the coatings industry for a very long time. Probably don't want to talk about exactly how long, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they're both liquid paint dudes, mainly in the coil coating sector, and now they provide their knowledge and experience to the ChemQuest group. Dave is also the technical director of the NCCA, which is the National Coil Coders Association. Both guys have provided the coatings industry with a wealth of insight and information. And personally, whenever I need insight into the architectural coatings industry, these are my go-to guys. And recently, George authored a very comprehensive article on coatings additives, which was published in the Paint and Coatings Industry magazine. So keep up the good work, gents, and let's get together for lunch when life gets back to normal. Okay, enough of that. It's now time for our Guess What segment. <laughs> Guess what? Alright, our first item comes from the European Coatings Journal. They conducted an interview with Dan Simovic. He's the co-CEO of Tiger Coatings North America. And they basically asked him all about the powder coating market and current trends and future trends. It's pretty interesting. I'd recommend going and seeking out the article on its own but just quick sum up here they ask him what the current trends are in powder coatings and he talked about how they're able to achieve metallic powder coatings with liquid like coating appearance also the expansion of tgic free powder coating formulations as markets become more globalized and more normalized a lot of those european type formulations are moving over here 
another trend he talks about is the ability to do smaller size custom color matches, which a lot of customers might want to get the exact look that they're looking for. He spells color color, right? <laughs> and then when they ask him about the future potential for powder coatings and where the market is headed, Simovic talks about the there's an increased demand for global solutions across different markets. So we're starting to see things like the expansion of the uh, Qualicoat requirements into North America. And so you might end up where a global powder coating company might have the same product line that can cover requirements all across the globe. The next one's from PCI Magazine. They report that Sherwin-Williams has launched their Powdura Eco Hybrid product line. And basically the Eco line is their line that involves polyester resin comprised of pre-consumer recycled plastic so they can promote sustainability and reduce plastic pollution. They have a full range of different, you know, polyester epoxy ratios that have wide cure capability and they can align with third-party certifications like LEED, GreenGuard, and BIFMA. So check out Sherwin-Williams' website or their, one of their sales reps if you want to learn more about that. So what gets you mad this time, Joe? What gets me mad? Okay, I'll tell you what gets me mad. Uh, and you know, th- this is a prevailing theme in our uh, life as powder coating technologists and troubleshooters and consultants. What gets me mad is when architects, fabricators, and just general coating specifiers uh, neglect to provide their coder a meaningful specification for the coatings needed for the job at hand. And I'll tell you, not a month goes by when we get a call from a frustrated, or even worse, uh, manufacturer complaining about coating failures in the field. More often than not, the problems in the field emanate from a lack of communication regarding what coating performance is needed for the end use. And we dig into this a little further, we find all too often no specification had been given, and maybe just a simple reference to a generic powder type, um, perhaps on an engineering print for the job. They might say something like, uh, Uh, semi-gloss black polyester powder coating. And consequently, the the coders face with guessing which powder coating will meet the needs of the job. And uh, sometimes they just take the easy route, pull something off the shelf that looks and sounds like uh, what's on the print and coat up the parts. And then this causes a whole world of pain down the road. Our laboratory, we hear complaints of powders fading, corroding prematurely, maybe losing adhesion after a couple of years in the field, uh, when the fabricator, and more importantly, his or her customer expected the coating to last a quote-unquote lifetime or anything beyond you know what, what they've seen in the field. So fans, it's crucial that you make sure that the architect or specifier give you a comprehensive specification 
for what performance is required for the job. As you all know, not all powder coatings are created equal, and you need to use a coating that's going to meet or even better exceed your customer's expectations. This is where a good relationship with your powder coating supplier is invaluable. Make sure that you understand your customer's requirements and com communicate those requirements to your powder supplier. Best thing to do is to request that they give you a detailed specification. And this is going to include not only the generic type of powder like polyester or hybrid or or polyurethane or whatever, but also the performance requirements for the coating itself. How many years they expect to have it in the field, what they're expecting for the performance is, as far as aesthetics and, and durability are, are required. And once you get that, get everyone, all the stakeholders, to sign off on what will be used before you start the job. Trust me, it's better to be diligent on the front end than to be overly defensive later on. All right, powder coating fans, enough of that. It's time for the Q&A portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That old answer. Powder coating. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. And here we actually got two related questions from a couple of people, so I'll just go through both of them. First one from Mehdi Barabadi in Iran. He said, Dear Mr. Joe, what is a super durable powder coating? And from Chris Damon in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he asks, I read your section in the Polymers Paint Color Journal, and I appreciate your knowledge and expertise. I have a couple questions about super durables. I've talked with many of the leading suppliers of powder coatings and get the same answers from each one. Are true super durables... That is, powder coatings to meet or exceed Qualicoat Class 2 and AMA 2604 standards. Are they available in all of the RAL colors? Each supplier tells me bright colors don't have the color pigments available to meet these specifications. In our experience, over 20 years in the powder coating industry, some suppliers seem to abuse the term super durable, in my opinion. When I order powders and I use the term super durable... I would expect it to meet a certain standard. seems the only standards to go by are the ones from Qualicote and AMA. I guess my question to you is, what is a true super durable in the powder coating industry? We look forward to your response, and we appreciate you taking the time and your expertise. All right, guys. Well, this, this question does come up, and i uh, be happy to tell you a little bit more about super durables. What I'm going to do is answer Chris's more specific question, and and by doing that, it, it will cover Mekdi's question as well. So, Chris, your statement that specifications like AMA 2604 and Qualicote, in this case we're talking Class 2 and 3, uh, really supersede the term super durable. The term super durable actually refers to the polyester resin used in the formula and not the overall powder coating. Super durable resins are just what they sound like. They're really UV durable polymers that can last somewhere around five years in Florida. The reason for this is the super durable resins 
contain a high level of isothalic acid, and that type of monomer provides the improved UV durability compared to just a standard polyester resin. And I guess, as you mentioned, a few of the powder coating manufacturers have adopted the description super durable to their actual powder coating product lines. And I think we all have to be careful in our industry because a universal definition has has, uh, not been established, nor I would expect will be established. So let's, let's talk more about specifications. The other thing I want to mention is from a formulating standpoint, a powder coating based on a super durable resin may not even get five years durability in Florida. Uh, and this all has to do with the rest of the formulation. If uh, a non-durable pigment, filler, or additive is incorporated in the coating formula, uh, it's going to be a case of the weakest link is going to fail first. So it's, it's, it's dangerous to just throw around the term super durable. Now to your question about bright colors uh, in the RAL shade format or, or, or otherwise, uh, powder manufacturers will say, well, they can't do bright colors like reds, oranges, and yellows that meet the Qualicoat Class 2 or 3 or the AMA 2604 and even 2605 formulation platforms. Well, that's a, that's a bunch of baloney. You certainly can formulate them, but you have to use very expensive organic pigments. Just think uh, automotive grade. You know, a bright red Cadillac or, or a fancy BMW doesn't fade after a couple of years. So the, the pigmentation technology is certainly available. The problem is it comes at a very high price. The reputable powder coating suppliers know this, and they formulate and charge their customers appropriately. Chris, I hope you have a great week as well. By the way, I've, I've visited some of the cool places in New Mexico. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a quite a nice state, very picturesque. So thanks for your question, and have a great week. And now a word from our sponsor. Synchronized monitoring and control of your entire automated process is the core of GAMA's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, with options like line management, offering deeper insight into productivity and consumption, or energy management, allowing you to monitor and save both energy and air consumption, or batch management, offering tracking of powder used to coat production batches. GAMA provides the very best in technology and connectivity for smarter factory automation. To learn more about GAMA's Magic Control 4.0 data management systems, visit completeitwithgamma.com. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GAMA. Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation, formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. Find out more visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. Okay, fans, back to our questions. 
This is a question from Dick Wicker in Indianapolis. He says, Dear Joe, we're a small custom coder in the Midwest. We have a customer that needs a 2,000-gallon potable water tank made of mild steel. We coat the inside with an NSF-approved powder. We etch, rinse the tank, then heat dry it. Our issue is that in some random spots, usually adjacent to a welded seam or inside corner, there'll be a bald spot completely void of powder after cure. The mill build next to these areas is satisfactory. It looks like the powder drew away during the cure cycle. Any direction could be helpful. Well, hello, Dick. Sounds to me like the metal isn't completely clean before welding or that the welding process is actually contaminating that area of uh, of the tank that you guys are trying to coat. What I would do is look very carefully into the condition of the metal prior to the welding operation. Uh, make sure that it's clean and make sure that it's going to accept the weld uh, properly. I'd also ensure that your welding process is consistent. And here's where I would pay close attention as to whether excess flux is in some of the areas. Most flux materials will be nearly impossible to cover with powder. That said, a strong acid etch usually is sufficient to clean most welds. Just a matter of making sure that the acid etch reaches those sometimes hard-to-reach areas. Another possibility is to use an aggressive mechanical cleaning of welds, uh, like a power wire brush or bead blasting, but I would recommend eliminating the problem rather than trying to correct it later. I hope that this gives you some ideas on where to investigate your problem. Best regards, Joe. This question comes from Brian Gurney in Houston, Texas. He says, hi, Joe. I don't know if you've covered this before. We noticed that the cured powder does not stick readily to edges that have been cut by a laser. What are the causes of this, and what can be done to overcome the adhesion issues? Hi, Brian. I've covered this in, in a, a column or two in the past uh, in my Astro Powder publications, but let's revisit it. So as you mentioned, you're cutting steel with a laser, and this offers many advantages, including precision, speed, less rejects, and, and low labor costs. However, one of the problems inherent to laser cutting is a blue oxide edge that's left on the carbon steel. Powder coatings absolutely will not adhere to this oxidized surface. And furthermore, conventional iron or zinc phosphate pretreatments don't adequately penetrate the oxide to provide adhesion to the cured powder. This results in a, in a loss of adhesion, probably what you're seeing, and with it, the potential for some serious corrosion problems. So there's a few paths to compensate for this shortcoming. One is to employ a more aggressive pretreatment process. And basically, if you use a strong acid etch prior to the phosphating stage, you can attack the oxide layer enough to allow the phosphate to do its thing. Another, probably better option, is to avoid creating the oxidation in the first place by using nitrogen in your laser cutting process. As you can imagine, it's more expensive than using oxygen, but it minimizes oxidation from the laser and therefore allows a conventional iron or zinc phosphate process 
to provide a surface more amenable to adhesion for, for a cured powder. A third option is to physically abrade the edges. And this can be accomplished either with, uh, you know, some type of blasting or wheel abrading. You might be able to do it automatically depending on the configuration of your parts. The other thing I want to mention is if you do take this approach, it's imperative to keep your medium clean. Uh, that's your blasting media or uh, the, the wheel that you're using for abrading. Otherwise, you can contaminate the surface that you're attempting to clean. You can do things manually if you wish. Uh, some people use Scotch-Brite pads or wheels, but as you can imagine, this requires additional labor. Anyway, good luck with uh, solving the problem. Uh, if you have any more questions, uh, get in contact with me. I hope this helps. All the best, Joe. Okay, powder coating fans, that's it for today. But before we leave, just want to let you know you can find Joe Powder in Powder Coated Tough Magazine, which uh, is published six times a year by the Powder Coating Institute. PPCJ, which is Polymers Paint Color Journal, and Finishing Flash on the uh, Paint Coatings Industry um, website. And we actually had a pretty interesting interview scheduled we we're gonna try to get it out this week but due to some technical difficulties we're gonna push that back a little bit um just keep an eye out for it it should be worth the wait and we'll probably have some uh some announcements next time about more industry events um kind of in a state of flux still folks uh, but we should know more for the next broadcast all right, and you can find us online at askjoepowder.com. If you want to be the first to know when our episodes come out, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. We'll be posting videos, especially when we do the interviews. We'll be putting those on there. There's a Twitter, a.k.a. Joe Powder. And if you want to submit a question for Joe Powder, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com. Or you can call and leave a message on our voicemail. It's country code 1478-2-ASK-JOE. That's 1478-227-5563. This has been a production of the Powder Coating Research Group. Original music Editing and those stingers between all the segments are by Nick Page. Again, the phone number is 1478-2-ASK-JOE. But if this is an emergency, hang up and dial 011-899-8819-9119-7253. And remember to keep your powder dry. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gamma.
Gamma's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and powder feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information about the Optistar all-in-one, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. a deep cut <laughs> i could remember that phone number for like five years after i saw that I've, i was writing it down earlier so i could get it right i think we're gonna have to do the the jenny number next time three i just rewatched it it's a good one man this episode is terrible have we tried turning it off and back on again <laughs> Father!